0: Today is the 19th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you. Great to be here in our little place around the global campfire. As we gather in and take our next step forward on our journey through this year. And together through life. A year together in the Bible on the same page. So let's dive in. We're in the book of Leviticus at this point in our year. We're in the wilderness as a culture is assembled. The children of Israel, the Israelites, the Hebrew people. Leviticus chapter 7 verse 28 through 9 verse 6 today. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you present a peace offering to the Lord, bring part of it as a gift to the Lord. Present it to the Lord with your own hands as a special gift to the Lord. Bring the fat of the animal together with the breast and lift up the breast as a special offering to the Lord. Then the priest will burn the fat on the altar, but the breast will belong to Aaron and his descendants. Give the right thigh of your peace offering to the priest as a gift. The right thigh must always be given to the priest who offers the blood and the fat of the peace offering. For I have reserved the breast of the special offering and the right thigh of the sacred offering for the priests. It is the permanent right of Aaron and his descendants to share in the peace offerings brought by the people of Israel. This is their rightful share. The special gifts presented to the Lord have been reserved for Aaron and his descendants from the time they were set apart to serve the Lord as priests. On the day they were anointed, the Lord commanded the Israelites to give these portions to the priests as their permanent share from generation to generation. These are the instructions for the burnt offering, the grain offering, the sin offering, and the guilt offering, as well as the ordination offering and the peace offering. The Lord gave these instructions to Moses on Mount Sinai when he commanded the Israelites to present their offerings to the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. And the Lord said to Moses, Bring Aaron and his sons, along with their sacred garments, the anointing oil, the bowl for the sin offering, the two rams and the basket of bread made without yeast, and call the entire community of Israel together at the entrance of the tabernacle, So Moses followed the Lord's instructions and the whole community assembled at the tabernacle entrance. Moses announced to them, This is what the Lord has commanded us to do. Then he presented Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. He put the official tunic on Aaron and tied the sash around his waist. He dressed him in the robe, placed the ephod on him, and attached the ephod securely with its decorative sash. Then Moses placed the chest piece on Aaron and put the Urim and the Thummim inside it. He placed the turban on Aaron's head and attached the gold medallion, the badge of holiness, to the front of the turban, just as the Lord had commanded him. Then Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and everything in it, making them holy. He sprinkled the oil on the altar seven times, anointing it and all its utensils as well as the wash basin and its stand, making them holy. Then he poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head, anointing him and making him holy for his work. Next, Moses presented Aaron's sons. He clothed them in their tunics, tied their sashes around them and put their special head coverings on them, just as the Lord had commanded him. Then Moses presented the bull for the sin offering, Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the bull's head and Moses slaughtered it. Moses took some of the blood and with his finger he put it on the four horns of the altar to purify it. He poured out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. Through this process, he made the altar holy by purifying it. Then Moses took all the fat around the internal organs, the long lobe of the liver and the two kidneys and the fat around them and he burned it all on the altar. He took the rest of the bull, including its hide, meat, and dung, and burned it on a fire outside the camp, just as the Lord had commanded him. Then Moses presented the ram for the burnt offering. Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the ram's head, and Moses slaughtered it. Then Moses took the ram's blood and splattered it against all sides of the altar. Then he cut the ram into pieces, and he burned the head some of its pieces, and the fat on the altar. After washing the internal organs and the legs with water, Moses burned the entire ram on the altar as a burned offering. It was a pleasing aroma, a special gift presented to the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded him. Then Moses presented the other ram, which was the ram of ordination. Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the ram's head, and Moses slaughtered it. Then Moses took some of its blood and applied it to the lobe of Aaron's right ear, the thumb of his right hand, and the big toe of his right foot. Next, Moses presented Aaron's sons and applied some of the blood to the lobe of their right ears, the thumbs of their right hands, and the big toes of their right feet. He then splattered the rest of the blood against all sides of the altar. Next, Moses took the fat, including the fat of the broad tail, The fat around the internal organs, the long lobe of the liver, and the two kidneys, and the fat around them, along with the right thigh. On top of these he placed a thin cake of bread made without yeast, a cake of bread mixed with olive oil, and a wafer spread with olive oil. And these were taken from the basket of bread made without yeast that was placed in the Lord's presence. He put all these in the hands of Aaron and his sons. And he lifted these gifts as a special offering to the Lord. Moses then took all the offerings back from them and burned them on the altar on top of the burnt offering. This was the ordination offering. It was a pleasing aroma, a special gift presented to the Lord. And Moses took the breast and lifted it up as a special offering to the Lord. This was Moses' portion of the ram of ordination, just as the Lord had commanded him. Next, Moses took some of the anointing oil and some of the blood that was on the altar and he sprinkled them on Aaron and his garments and on his sons and their garments. In this way he made Aaron and his sons and their garments holy. Then Moses said to Aaron and his sons, Boil the remaining meat of the offerings at the tabernacle entrance and eat it there, along with the bread that is in the basket of offerings for the ordination. Just as I commanded when I said, Aaron and his sons will eat it. Any meat or bread that is left over must then be burned up. He must not leave the tabernacle entrance for seven days, for that is when the ordination ceremony will be completed. Everything we have done today was commanded by the Lord in order to purify you, making you right with Him. Now stay at the entrance of the tabernacle day and night for seven days. Do everything the Lord requires. If you fail to do this, you will die, for this is what the Lord has commanded. So Aaron and his sons did everything the Lord had commanded through Moses. After the ordination ceremony, on the eighth day, Moses called together Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. He said to Aaron, Take a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering, both without defects. And present them to the Lord. Then tell the Israelites Take a male goat for a sin offering, and take a calf and a lamb, both a year old without defects, for a burnt offering. Also take a bull and a ram for a peace offering, and a flour mixed with olive oil for a grain offering. Present all these offerings to the Lord, because the Lord will appear to you today. So the people presented all these things at the entrance of the tabernacle, just as Moses had commanded. Then the whole community came forward and stood before the Lord. And Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded you to do, so that the glory of the Lord may appear to you. Mark three thirty-one 31-4 then Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him. They stood outside and sent word for him to come out and talk with them. There was a crowd sitting around Jesus and someone said, Your mother and your brothers are outside asking for you. Jesus replied, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he looked at those around him and said, Look. These are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Once again, Jesus began teaching by the lake shore. A very large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat in the boat while all the people remained on the shore. He taught them by telling them many stories in the form of parables, such as this one Listen. A farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants, so they produced no grain. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they sprouted, grew, and produced a crop that was thirty, sixty, and even a hundred times as much as it had been planted. Then he said, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Later, when Jesus was alone with the twelve disciples and with the others who were gathered around, they asked him what the parables meant. He replied, "'You are permitted to understand the secret of the kingdom of God, but I use parables for everything I say to outsiders so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they see what I do, they will learn nothing. When they hear what I say, they will not understand. Otherwise, they will turn to me and be forgiven.' Then Jesus said to them, If you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message, only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things, so no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Then Jesus asked them, Would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open, and every secret will be brought to light. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Psalm 37, 12-29 The wicked plot against the godly. They snarl at them in defiance. But the Lord just laughs, for he sees their day of judgment coming. The wicked draw their swords and string their bows to kill the poor and the oppressed, to slaughter those who do right but their swords will stab their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. It is better to be godly and have little than to be evil and rich, for the strength of the wicked will be shattered, but the Lord takes care of the godly. Day by day the Lord takes care of the innocent, and they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. They will not be disgraced in hard times, Even in famine, they will have more than enough. But the wicked will die. The Lord's enemies are like flowers in a field. They will disappear like smoke. The wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. Those the Lord blesses will possess the land, but those He curses will die. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. Once I was young, now I am old. Yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. The godly always give generous loans to others, and their children are a blessing. Turn from evil and do good and you will live in the land forever. For the Lord loves justice, and he will never abandon the godly. He will keep them safe forever, but the children of the wicked will die. The godly will possess the land, and will live there forever. Proverbs 10, 5 A wise youth harvests in the summer, but one who sleeps during harvest is a disgrace. Okay, so in the Gospel of Mark today, Jesus tells a story having to do with agriculture, like a a natural story that everybody can understand, at least the backdrop of what he's saying. Planting seed and harvesting, like harvesting what got planted. And then he parallels that. This is how, how the human heart responds to, to the word of God. And so Jesus talks about this, this farmer. Farmer sows a lot of seed. The seed, there's like nothing wrong with the seed, right? The seed's uniformly good and it gets scattered around and it's scattered evenly. The hope of the harvest for this seed or for this seed to even sprout has to do more with the soil in which the seed gets planted. So the seed's important, but the soil's equally important. And there's a collaboration between seed and soil. And we see again in our hearts and in our lives, there is a collaboration between our humanity and God. ...human and divine collaboration. And so Jesus says, and I quote, "...the farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath... ...represents those who hear the message... ...only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil... ...represents those who hear the message immediately... ...receive it with joy. But since they don't have roots... ...they don't last long. They fall away... As soon as they have problems, or find persecution, challenge for believing God's word, and the seed that falls among the thorns, that represents people who hear God's word, but really quickly this message is crowded out, or the worries of this life come crashing in, the anxieties, the lure of wealth, the just desire for other things, and so there's no fruit, and then. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and, and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times what has been planted. Like We're in the rhythm now. Like We're well underway in the, in the back third of our second month, so we've got a rhythm. We've got a global campfire. We're showing up every day. In other words, the seed is good. It's the scriptures. It's being scattered evenly. The point in question for us from the scriptures and from, from our Savior, Jesus, is what kind of soil is the seed falling into? Because we're all expecting a harvest, but it doesn't just happen. Have you ever had a garden? It doesn't just happen we want the harvest in our lives but if if the seed is on the surface it's going to get snatched away and if our hearts are hard and full of stone there's there's nowhere for it to take roots and if we're distracted by our worries or we're seduced we're chasing other things then we're thorny and we're choking out what could be. So maybe it, it's a good time as, as we continue forward. This is a good time in the rhythm of things to just do some inward examining and use the, the metaphor that Jesus is using of a, of a garden, of soil, of seed. And just think about the soil or the garden of our own hearts, Maybe we're tending a lot of things and not tending to what is central, our heart, because life flows from this place. And so making good soil, well, I've done it and it's, you know, you have to break up the ground and have to get the weeds gone and get the roots out and you have to get the good, good, good soil to be healthy and ready. And we're fundamentally being told the harvest that we want is going to basically depend on the kind of soil that we are. And so Holy Spirit, come into that. We just sort of have these expectations that you're going to do all the work of making all this happen and this is not anything to do with us when it's everything to do with us submitting and surrendering becoming loyal and faithful and true, being in an actual covenant with you, where we won't betray, but we will stand true. And so come Holy Spirit, what kind of soil are we? And the truth is we're all the different kinds of soil. I am. When I ask this question and I pray this before you, I look into my heart and I see there are thorny places and there are stony places And there are fertile places and there are shallow places. Holy Spirit, come. Show me what to do. Show us what to do. That we might be good soil for your kingdom. That our lives might fall in alignment with how we were made. Pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. dailyaudiobible.com is home base that's the website it's where you find out what's happening around here and the Daily Audio Bible app will do that as well and a lot more and that can be found at the app store that works with your device just search for Daily Audio Bible check out the different sections the community section is the main section for us this is where different links to get connected on social media are but it is also where the prayer wall lives and that is just us that's not out there in social media world that's just us around the global campfire here a place for the family to be when we're struggling and a place for us to be when we're rejoicing that we might do those things together as we continue our journey through life and so be aware of that that is in the community section and if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible if this mission now, now in the 19th year of of doing this every single day for this mission to bring the spoken word of god red fresh every day and offered freely to anybody who will listen anywhere on this planet any time of day or night and to build community around that rhythm the global campfire so that we know we're not alone If that is meaningful and life-giving to you, then thank you for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.
1: Hello my DAB family, this is Jamie in New Jersey standing on the Word of God. I humbly ask you to please pray with me. Dear Father in Heaven, allow us to be a light in this world. May we be a blessing to others. Manifest your power and love within us. We pray that you would guide us in living lives that reflect your love, your wisdom, and your compassion. Give us opportunities to shine. Strengthen our faith and resolve knowing that light shines most effectively, not where it is already bright, but where it is most needed. May our lives become lighthouses, directing souls towards you, the ultimate source of light and life. Open our eyes to the needs around us, and grant us the wisdom and discernment to know how to meet those needs in a way that brings you glory. In all things, may we remember that we are merely vessels of lights, And you are the light of the world shining through us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for praying along with me, my brothers and sisters. I love each and every one of you. Have a good night. Hello, Dowd
2: family. This is called, chosen, and faithful for Maine. I called February 1st, the first time, praying for a husband. Uh, Today I'm praying, I'm asking you to pray for Rachel dear friend of mine who whose husband and her are Native Americans from two different tribes. They both love Jesus. They're followers of our Lord and Savior. They've been married for 30 years. Rachel went into the hospital on December 18th with lung problems, which I think are because she has been vaccine injured. When I went in to visit her with Andrew the first time, she was on a ventilator life support system uh, this was on February 8th, she was non-responsive, incoherent, and her husband and I, we went back to see her two days ago, um, she'd been responding with her eyes, but we're asking you to please pray that she'll be completely healed and that she'll be able to walk out of that hospital completely healed in Jesus' mighty name. Father God, would you bring Rachel back home to her husband, Andrew, in Jesus' mighty name. Would you heal her from her lung problems in Jesus' name, amen.
3: Hey, family, it's Beloved in Bakersfield. I just wanted to call in for the Bushmen. Brother, it was so good to hear your voice. Um, you said you the last time you called was a year ago. And so far, what's transpired has just been... Um, so painful um, separation from your kids and from your wife and um, no progress in the court system with allowing you more time to see your kids. So Heavenly Father, we just come alongside our brother. Father, he is just in such distraught about what's going on with his family. For his poor kids, his, his daughter... And his son, Lord, he only gets to see them a few hours a week. And Father, his fear is how detrimental that can be to them. And so we pray that you would give peace to his heart. Lord, we know that you are the author of all things. And so we pray that you would replace his fear with your peace, that you would replace the plans that he has set forth um, with just deep dependence on you during this time, Lord. We pray that all the plans of man would be thwarted, that you would allow favor in the court system for our, our brother, that you would allow favor um, with the kids to just not be impacted by these events that have transpired. may, just the evil that's um, trying to overcome this family be banished by you, Lord, that you would eradicate it completely and you would allow for restoration of this marriage.
4: Hey, guys, it's your eyes of a dove. First of all, I want to say a big thank you to Diana from Florida. (laughs) Sister friend, thank you so much for your words of comfort and... Uh, just your deep message of love. I, I appreciate you. Yeah, we do live on opposite ends of the coast, don't we? Loving heart, St. Louis, Missouri. Your daughter Ella has a four-year eating disorder that we've all been praying for. I just continue to lift her up. Lift her up, Father God, that she would see you, not herself, in the mirror. Father, that she would um, put down this fear of the weight gain and the struggle and be able to be talked into a, a healthy eating plan chicago pegs friends cousin paul he was found dead with suspicious wounds on his neck and head i just pray for his family and his wife how traumatic what happened to him lord you know would you be there for their family would you give them answers praying for mark street for his business ventures things are getting pressed down and scary he's getting nervous oh father god we just uh lift him up to you father god that we would not be um Anxious about tomorrow, but in all our things, put our trust and faith in you. A brokenhearted man called about his wife asking for a divorce and interested in another. He and her, they have children together, Lord. He's just so broken that she wants this divorce. Sir, you didn't leave your name, but I am praying and lifting you up. I'm so sorry she's in this place of destruction. I'm sorry for the hurt that's being caused to you. I'm deeply sorry for what's going on with your marriage and your children, and I'm praying, just praying, uh, that what is lost would be found, that what has been destroyed would be healed. Thank you, lovely, and your family for the advice, um, and Paula from Albuquerque, too. I love you guys all.